Welcome back to this uh, series we're calling the Being Like Jesus Challenge, where we're joining together to encourage each other to go beyond just talking about following Jesus or just trying to be more like Jesus or hoping that it'll happen somehow. No, we're going beyond vague hopes to actually join together to work a Bible-based plan that's been proven over thousands of years to make us more like Jesus, which is what we want, right? I mean, Jesus is the most winsome person who has ever lived. Uh, God came in Jesus to die for us, but he also came to show us how to live. So when we live like Jesus, we're living like the one who lives life to the full, the one who lives life as it is meant to be lived, the one who lives with a wisdom and joy and bold impact that we all want to mark our lives. So we started last week by reminding ourselves of two truths. The first truth is that the only way to be like Jesus is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of Jesus. And the second truth is that yielding more and more to the Holy Spirit is the result of developing good habits. And God puts these two truths together for us in Ephesians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul says, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Where truth number one is that becoming like Jesus means being filled with the Holy Spirit. Truth two is that we keep on, keep on, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit by incorporating the habits of yielding to the Spirit. And now you're asking, what are these habits? And what's our plan for incorporating them into our lives? Well, that's where this uh, devotional book comes in, which I hope you have in your eager little hands. But if you're just tuning in for the first time, it's not too late. Go to brc.church, click on the Being Like Jesus tab, and sign up to get your book sent to you lickety-split. And if for some reason you've decided not to use this devotional book, that's okay. You don't lose your salvation or anything. It's fine. Just keep tuning in each week because God will be using the weekly sermon in your life whether you're doing this daily devotional or not. Like I said, the six Bible-based habits that we're going to be talking about have been in play for thousands of years. So you don't need to adopt this book in order to adopt the six being like Jesus habits. So with or without the book, uh, be sure to tune in each week for a scripture message designed to help you on your journey toward being like Jesus. So what are these six habits? Well, starting tomorrow, we're gonna to be incorporating what this book calls five keystone habits. Committing to community, studying scripture, prioritizing prayer, seeking solitude, and choosing church worship. Uh, each day for 40 days, we'll read a short devotional and do a simple reflection exercise designed to help us build these five habits into our lives. And you may be saying, wait, five? I thought you said that we'll be incorporating six habits. What's the sixth habit? Okay, okay, I'll get to the sixth habit in a little bit. But first, let me say a few words about habits in general and how habits contribute to the process of being more like Jesus. And to do this, we need to talk about the difference between trying and training. And now I need you to use your imagination. Imagine that one day you are 
contacted by the chairman of the USA Olympic Committee, and the chairman looks at you and says, do you love your country? And you say, yes, I do. And the chairman says, well, your nation needs you. See, we've done the research and we believe you are America's best hope for throwing the javelin at the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. Like I said, you got to use your imagination here. All right. Anyway, you say that you'd be honored to represent your country and you mean it. You want to answer this call. You want to win a medal for the USA. But how? If you really want to win at the javelin event, how are you going to do it? Are you going to just sit around for three years until the first competition in Paris and then heroically pick up the javelin for the first time and try to throw it? I mean, really, really try to throw as hard as you can? What do you think is going to happen if you do that? I'll tell you what. First, somebody's going to get hurt. Either you're going to get hurt or more likely uh, some Olympic spectator is going to end up being a shish kebab or a shish somewhere in the stands. But something else on top of causing potential injury, you're not going to win anything by just trying. Because anybody who wants to win a medal in the Olympics knows that you can't show up and just try. No way. Everybody knows if you want to win at the Olympic level, you must go into strict training because everybody knows that training beats trying every time. So since you want to represent your nation well, you're going to train. You're going to study what muscle groups need to be toned and strengthened in order to hurl that javelin. You're going to lift weights and do repetitions day after day, week after week to build up your muscle strength. And that's not all. When you're training to build muscle, you're also training with practice to define your optimum javelin throwing technique. And then you're going to refine that technique day after day, week after week, and you're going to develop this extreme muscle memory such that your legs know exactly how to stride, your feet know exactly how to plant, your hand knows exactly how to release in order to maximize your distance and accuracy. And you'll continue practicing this every day until you throw that javelin blindfolded in your sleep. And then uh, with this kind of training, you'll be ready to stand before a watching world and do by training what you could never do just by trying. And if this meta uh, metaphor of Olympics sounds familiar to you, it's probably because I'm borrowing it from the Apostle Paul, who wrote something very similar to the followers of Jesus living in a town famous for its version of the Olympic Games. It's the Greek city of Corinth, which hosted the longest running Olympiad in history called the Isthmian Games. And when the Apostle Paul writes the believers in Corinth, he has the Isthmian Games in mind when he says this. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. 
Just listen to what God is saying here. Uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, God comes to you as the Olympic chairman of the universe and he says, I've done the research and I know that you can win. I know that you can run the race of this life and you can win the prize if you're willing to put in the training. And of course, the training that God has in mind here comes down to habits, repeated, consistent habits. Uh, for an Olympic athlete, physical training looks like eating habits, sleeping habits, cardio habits, strength building habits. For Christ followers, spiritual training looks like the committing to community habit, the studying scripture habit, the prioritizing prayer habit, the seeking solitude habit, and the choosing church worship habit. These are the five habits that develop both spiritual muscle and spiritual muscle memory such that no matter what temptation or trial comes at you, your feet are trained and you know how to stand and live like Jesus. And the first habit that we'll be studying starting next week is the community habit because those who are serious about training know that they cannot win the prize alone. Those who are serious about physical training seek out a training partner or they train as part of a team where they give and receive encouragement from a training community. And the same is true for spiritual training. That's why, ideally, we'd like to see every Black Rocker choosing to participate in this challenge. And ideally, we'd like to see every Black Rocker choosing to do the challenge with a training partner or in the context of a training community like a community group, Living Free, Fusion, or Dads, Moms, or Seniors of the Rock. Uh, so over the next week, could you think about this? Uh, if you don't have a training partner or you don't uh, have a training community, uh, would you please reach out to God, reach out to us, uh, let you help you take that step. Either way, tomorrow is gonna be a great day. Tomorrow is a great day to stop trying and start training. Let's stop trying or somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, let's start training to be like Jesus. And for those of us taking the Being Like Jesus challenge, this training means every day for 40 days reading the devotional. This training means every day for 40 days doing the simple exercise. This means every day spending a little time with Jesus. And now, I've just divulged the sixth habit. I've given you the sixth habit that we want to incorporate into our lives. The sixth habit is summarized in those words, every day. The sixth habit that we want to incorporate over the course of the next 40 days is the habit of spending at least a little time every day with Jesus. The next 40 days is your opportunity to start or restart or reaffirm your personal habit of spending at least a few focused moments with Jesus every day. Not every other day, not just every Sunday. The sixth habit is spending a few focused moments every day with Jesus. Now, I realize that I'm speaking to a wide spectrum of people on this subject of having a daily touch point with Jesus. On one end of the spectrum, I know that many of you already carve out a daily quiet time with Jesus. And I hope that you'll incorporate this Being Like Jesus challenge into your everyday devotional time with Jesus. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I know that some of you, well, it's like I'm talking a foreign language here, uh, because you've never heard of this concept of carving out a few moments out of every day to spend alone with Jesus. And then there's the middle of the spectrum. 
I realize that maybe the vast majority of us fall in between these two extremes on the spectrum. We're in the middle, where we've tried over and over again to have a daily time with God, but we can't seem to pull it off. And we're frankly... This whole concept has gotten twisted up with feelings of failure, inadequacy, feelings of guilt. So let me start with just pleading. Can we just all agree to declare this being like Jesus challenge a guilt-free zone? Can we agree that we're going to be motivated by joy and not guilt? Uh, can we agree that we're going to, if we forget to read some days or miss a day, we're not going to get down or give up, but we're just going to keep giving ourselves a mulligan and keep going. Uh, let's make this only about the joy of growing in Jesus, no guilt. But at the same time, can we all agree that this goal of being like Jesus is worth at least a little thinking ahead in order to increase our chances of being consistent? I mean, if we're going to take a few moments, uh, let's take a few moments to think ahead. Uh, we might increase our chances of actually doing this every day for 40 days and making progress toward developing this sixth habit that would be an exciting and life-changing breakthrough. So let's think ahead with some decision-making on two topics. Would you take a moment to decide now on the best time to meet with Jesus every day and decide now on the best place to meet with Jesus every day? First, decide on the best time to meet uh, with Jesus, to spend a few moments uh, with Jesus every day. Because if you decide on a time, you can actually use this. To help you. You can use your phone to set a, well, I almost said a, you know, an alarm, but that's really not the spirit of what we're talking about here. It's not like you want a blaring, spend time with Jesus alert uh, coming at you every day. Uh, what we want is just a friendly nudge, a little whisper from a friend. So if you decide on a time, you can set a daily nudge to help you remember every day. So decide on the when, but also decide on the where. Decide on a place to meet with Jesus every day. Because depending on the place you choose, you might be able to actually position your book uh, there as a reminder of the Being Like Jesus Challenge. I've got my book uh, sitting at home next to my favorite chair. Uh, if you work at home, maybe uh, you should put the book next to your computer to remind you to spend time with Jesus just before you log in or just after you log out. Uh, or maybe you can put the book in the car so you can read it while you drive. I'm kidding. It's not that kind of challenge. Uh, it's not the going to Jesus challenge. It's the being like Jesus challenge. And I hope you take it, including this challenge of the sixth habit. You know, if you don't have the habit of spending a focused time with Jesus every day right now, well, you might be thinking, why do I need a habit of spending some focused moments on Jesus uh, when I'm more of a spend time chatting with Jesus all day long in my daily routine kind of person? Let me respond to that thought just by saying, you know, you're right. Uh, we should all be seeking to spend our whole day interacting with Jesus while we work and do our daily tasks, but we should also want to spend some focused moments with Jesus. Why? Because all good, healthy relationships are a balance of both. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, we read that one day, two sisters invited Jesus to their home for a visit. One sister named Mary brought Jesus into the living room and sat down with Jesus, and they engaged in a joy-filled conversation. The other sister named Martha went into the kitchen and began to busily make preparations for the evening meal. 
And I guess you could say that both Mary and Martha were with Jesus. Martha was with Jesus in her daily routine. Mary was with Jesus in a focused time together. And I guess you could say that Jesus loved Mary and Martha equally and enjoyed being with them equally. But when Martha complained and said, Jesus, please tell Mary to come into the kitchen and help me. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, no, Martha, I'm not going to do that. Because you know what? Mary has made the better choice. So, of course, it's great to spend every day with Jesus in the midst of our daily routine. But to also spend some focused time with Jesus every day is even better. So let's take the opportunity to grow in the sixth habit, because the only way to be like Jesus is to be with Jesus. So starting tomorrow, let's stop trying to be like Jesus and start training to be like Jesus through incorporating the six habits. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 6. A student is not above the master, but everyone, 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 that's you, who is fully trained will be like their master. That's Jesus giving you a challenge. That's Jesus giving you a race to run and a prize to pursue. And that's Jesus giving you a promise that with him, you're going to win. Let's pray. Well, Jesus, thank you for inviting us over these next 40 days to be with you through this sixth habit. Thank you for inviting us to be with you so that we can be like you and win this race in life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.